I've got about 10 seconds to tell you about how you can get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win a five-night trip to the New York Comedy Festival while you're there, too. But I've run out of time. Frank, 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 Skimmer, Frank Skimmer, Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with uh, Alan Cochran and I'm with Holly Walsh. Good morning, morning to you. Good morning. morning. That's, that's like the cricket. Morning, Peter. Morning, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a lovely conversation about cricket last night. I got in a car and uh, on my way home from the, a gig I did. I did with the cockerel, actually. And um, Pakistani driver, we got talking about the test series in immense detail. Stuck in traffic on a freezing cold night. Oh, like nice. a little bit of the subcontinent inside a motor vehicle. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say what vehicle, then. I thought you were going to go a bit... Uh, OK, it was a Ford Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Get was over it. Or was he driving? <laughs> <laughs> it was a Ford Galaxy. Have you ever been on Top Gear? No. I've been asked to be the... Um, what is it, people? Stig? In, people in not very... Oh, I'm think, starting to think yeah, Stig yeah. might have been uh, Chris Hewn's wife. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> now, I was asked to be, yeah, stars in something, cars? Stars in their cars? Yeah. yeah. I don't know what that is. I don't know what it is, but I, I hate cars. <laughs> I do, I drive a car, but I have no love for it, do you know what I mean? I get in it. I just like the idea of sitting down somewhere, and then when I stand up again, I'm somewhere else. That's, for me, is all a car offers. Your car's your shed, isn't it? We've talked about this. Yeah, we've got, I love that. I love the fact that there's suites and audio books and stuff, but it's nothing to do. It would work just as well in a, in a small... Uh, I think if you drive a long way, like, uh, we're ten tending to in the uh, kind of you go to football I drive to comedy gigs to play I make me trade. sound like a man of leisure while you're working your guts out <laughs> you're not Let's the cold face like of the comedy circuit anymore are you? Let's no no like I'm that. in the uh, I'm in the manor house exactly, exactly yeah. <laughs> father the men they're coming up the drive but you really need to prioritise a comfy seat in your car if you're a high mileage driver I think That's have you got one of those bead bead no, seats just got a no seat. I use sweat <laughs> That's the only beads you'll find in my car. <laughs> no, I've never been sure about the uh, the bead thing. No, me neither. The bead seat. The venerable bead <laughs> seat cover. Is that what you meant? That's what I meant. You venerable get a seat cover. Bead. You get. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I don't like the way it incorporates an early translation of the Bible into English. <laughs> I think it's inappropriate. I find myself reading it when I'm on the road. <sighs> so, yeah, so, yeah, we've been... The, we were... Hold on, that's, a, that's some alternative openings for the first sentence. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's multiple choice. So, um, yeah, I was on... The, I shared the bill with uh, with the, the cockerel last night, and not uh, many oh. people share a bill with you. I, I think you usually insist on them paying, don't you? <laughs> I know where this is going. No, I no. Hear, I hear it's a bit chippy. <laughs> yeah, you had a pop at me at the beginning. <laughs> you believe it. It's affectionate teasing, that's... Is, uh, that, what, is that what it was? I, th I thought this was an example of the mock the weak generation. <laughs> Oh, Tearing down the old war horse. <laughs> That's what I thought. I like the fact that Mock the Week generation is like the new Pepsi Max generation or whatever. Yeah, what was exactly. the old one? What was the one previously? So Pepsi Max. What? But remember, when I, when I started out in this business, we were, we were all in it together. It was like the Blitz. <laughs> but now, you know, there's so much rivalry for people... Hosting children's television and that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a Holly used business, to host children's television, in case you know. No, she's not used to working with real people. <laughs> I used to work with a puppet. Yeah, well, who was that? He, he was um, 
What no, was it was it called? Real, it was called Dunstan. It was a talking brain. It's quite ex- oh, out that's, there. Yeah, that's 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 that's, uh, that's pushing the boat of puppetry, a talking brain. I'm liking the sound of it. I went out with someone who used to do uh, children's television, and she was um, what my mum would call bosty. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, every shot of the puppet she worked with was like a some grotesque double sort of two shot with him and and one Three massive shot, breast. Well, now they just got one in for his close-ups. <laughs> but um, it was it's one of the few... It's probably the only job on the planet where massive breasts are a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say a professional potholing. Tennis. <laughs> well, I don't know. If, if you're thinking of flotation, you might be glad of that. Female accordionists. This is starting. <laughs> that's, that's quite a lot of jobs. Female accordionists, you're quite right. <laughs> I used Male to, uh, impersonators. I used to... Uh, <laughs> well... <laughs> I used to bosk as an accordionist, and uh, my big problem was um, when it rained, which hand to put the umbrella in? Because <laughs> if you put it in the squeezy box side, you're as you're wet as often as you're dry, depending on the length of the note. Top tips. For there you go. <laughs> from Frank Skinner. There you go. Any, any, any accordion playing boskers listening? Um, Get a hat. Oh yeah, but you'd have to be a very peculiarly. Se- what you really want is. You want something that telescopically comes out with the squeeze box, so it covers that when you draw outwards and when you draw inwards. It's a strange old show, this. I'm I'm amazed they've allowed it to run as long as they have. It's already gone weird today, hasn't it? (laughs) I like to think it starts weird. Absolute Radio, Frank Skinner. We've had a text in on 8.12.15, Frank. Uh, 8.12.15? Indeed, 8.12.15. Can <laughs> I see? Let's see what we've, we've got that across now without having to Should point it off. send us any misses? It's 8.15 yeah. as well. What a weird time to get a text in at 8.12.15. Now you've confused people. Oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, hi, Frank. Hope you enjoyed your sweets last night. That's from a gentleman that gave you some sweets. Did you accept drink some sweets from a stranger? I did, actually, yeah. yeah. I did uh, I did that bravest of all things. I ate fan food. <laughs> <laughs> theory that every fan that gives you food has injected it with mercury <laughs> but uh, now I met two very nice a nice couple outside the outside the theatre and and uh, and the lady had gone off to buy me some pick and mix as a that was kind of their effect <laughs> did you did you escort her to the pick and mix watch her put it in the bag <laughs> and watch her pay for it and give it to you just so you could be sure no I, I meant my taster heat up <laughs> off of every sweet I had when I got home <laughs> I'm like, t- people never have tasters anymore, do they? I imagine the royals do, don't they? I bet they don't. Oh, I'm going to get a taster. <laughs> there's probably a gadget for it now, isn't there? They'd probably just wave, a, like, one of those wands at the airport. I think it would be a fabulous sort of new idea, cool thing to get, a taster. There's yeah. probably about me and about three sultans in the world who's got them. <laughs> and just have them hanging around. <laughs> I'm going to get a female How taster. How many times have you used that phrase what? in the last week? Me and three sultans. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good question because this has been what I what my girl, girlfriend calls my birthday week. Actually, doesn't work for me. She has a birthday week in which we celebrate every day, <laughs> somewhere with presents and all sorts of things. <laughs> Mine was uh, I had a sort of birthday weekend was what I had last uh, last week. It's a very nice thing because I did it. I'm, I'm doing these gigs at the uh, at the Noel Coward Theatre. Uh, that wasn't really a plug. It's the last one tonight. <laughs> if you weren't coming, don't bother. <laughs> You know, don't get all last minute with me. And um, 
the uh, that's that's what marketing's all about, isn't it? Announcements <laughs> like that. But anyway, um, when I went on for the second half last Saturday, which was my birthday, the entire crowd sang spontaneously "Happy Birthday." It was oh, very, nice. very lovely. Which version? Um, <laughs> Too Frank. I think it was English. <laughs> no, no, did yeah. they go for the like? Um, because there's various different versions of this oh, song, Happy Birthday. Oh, d- no, they, did the tr- they didn't go, Happy Birthday yeah. to... They didn't do that. Or, um... Happy Birthday. They didn't do that. Or, happy Birthday, Happy Birthday. They didn't do that. No, that would... If they'd have done that, I'd have been distressed. They did the old-fashioned... Uh, da, da, you know the tune? Da, 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 da. They did that. Someone's got copyright on that tune, haven't they? Oh, Rubbish. That's another 50 pence off the show. There was a tricky, <laughs> there was a tricky moment. I think I, we were all getting tense when we were heading towards the name, because I think there was a Frank... Do we make Frank scan a bit by stretching it, or do we go for Frankie? And some went for Frankie, and some went Frank. Oh, right. And uh, it, was, uh, it, it was a horrible crunching sound. <laughs> also, I don't know about you, but whenever Happy Birthday is being sung to me... It, it was sung to me again later that evening in a, in a private club... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was naked. Made it all different. <laughs> no, it was um, whenever someone sings "Happy Birthday" to you spontaneously. I, I it takes me about ten seconds to run out of facial expressions. <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to be doing? I thought yeah, I'm standing on stage and people are singing. I thought, what am? I, should I join in? Should I conduct? This is the joy of the smartphone, though. After the first ten seconds, you can just flick through your emails and then come back in yeah, for the end of the good, song. Yeah. I thought about that, but it seems so cold. <laughs> yeah, doesn't it? It's a cold act. So no, I, I weren't quite sure what, what did to you, do um, with it. Did you have a, a cake with candles on? On my birthday? Yeah. Yes, I did. I'm a traditionalist. And <laughs> more than that, my girlfriend did me a cake. Didn't make it, but she purchased one. But when I went to this club, um, they brought a cake out. Again, to my surprise, and people in the club who I didn't know at all sang "Happy Birthday." That's because they wanted cake. Yeah, and they all if got cake. If you get cake. in on that, you get cake. They did every because it was such a massive cake. Everyone in the club. It was the closest I've ever been to the drinks are on me. Is it? And people came over after and said, "Oh, that was lovely cake and happy birthday." Like I, like I'd bought their best wishes with confectionery. Nice. But we I was okay with that. We used to have a system at school where, um, like primary school, where if it was your birthday, you had to bring in the biscuits. So it wasn't even like everyone else was celebrating your birthday. You had to bring in the biscuits. I think that's still true at, at work. But generally, the person <laughs> you who's... You mark your own birthday. Yeah, the person whose birthday is has to bring in, yeah. uh, has to bring in I'd stuff. I'd book a day off if I had a real job on my birthday. No, that would that be... Pressure. You'd be hated if you did that. I, I wouldn't mind Just don't that. mention I'd it. Be fine with that. Just don't mention it. Nobody cares. Yeah, but you might get a present. That's always worth mentioning. Oh, yeah, that's it. true, yeah. <laughs> I, th- oh God! You know it's, it's all it swings and roundabouts. What that. was the best present you got this year? Um, well, I don't think I could. It wouldn't be right to single out the best or the worst. <laughs> I mean, the, I, I received presents, of course, from the radio team. One fabulous thing was a twenty-five pound voucher for a, a Marxist bookshop <laughs> in Bloomsbury. No, I want to speak to you about vouchers. Yeah, but I, I must say, I, um, I I'd happily change my politics. To save 25 <laughs> quid. <laughs> I'm thinking of growing a beard. That's the way it's going. Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, my uh, my va- my voucher for the Marxist uh, bookshop. I'm told they sell other stuff. I'm told, I'm told there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a fascist annex. <laughs> I saw... Uh, I walked past the other day and Jack Dee's autobiography was um, in it, so I'm not sure... I don't think he's a Marxist. 
Um, I don't know. I've never spoke to him about his politics. He looks grumpy enough. <laughs> <laughs> to be a Marxist. Yeah, to be, you got, got to be angered gifts, by the uh, socio-economic complex. Pardon? you got other gifts within the pile, as it were, so the vouchers weren't like the be-all and end-all of the gift. This no, is no, but I, I don't want to list my gifts. <laughs> no, no, I know, but I, the reason I want to speak to you about vouchers is, I don't know if you remember, but about three weeks ago you said you love getting vouchers. Oh, it's the best gift ever. I'd, see, I... It might be the best gift to receive, because you like it because it flatters your sense of ego about you choosing your gifts better than the person. Well, they're, they're, they're acknowledging that I, I know myself better. Know thyself, as the, uh, the, the Delphi Oracle Indeed. advised. Well, that stayed in my head since you said it. And I, my mum's recently had a birthday, and I thought, oh, I'll get my mum some vouchers, like Frank Lovely. says. He loves vouchers. And there's a sort of an arty recycling shop near my house that my mum likes and she was coming over I thought I'll get some vouchers so I bought her some vouchers from in there but I got her a hundred pounds worth that's the problem is that it monetizes the gift doesn't it like if I'd just bought her a bag from a shop that could cost a hundred pound but she doesn't know I say. So I give it to her, and she's like, Oh, I can't accept that, Alan, that's far too much money for me to take. I can't take that, that's a hundred... Oh, and, and I'm just Are like, you the crankies? My mum's <laughs> in, in my your mum's cranky. Did I not mention that before now? <laughs> that's <laughs> Why didn't she just say, that's fan dozy and just <laughs> yeah. accept it? Well, eventually I managed to... I mean, I had to literally... So it was too into. much was the problem. Yeah, oh yeah, she was more Yeah, but that's the lighter. This is a sort of strange reversal of normal voucher situations where you think, you know what, I'd only spend 15 quid on that person and then they see you'd only spend 15 quid. Because that's the thing, you know how much someone spent on you. So the next time you buy a present for them, you've got to, it's got to be 15 pounds or more when yeah. usually you would have gone to six. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I, I suppose it what sets they, a limit. What they could do is they could you could get vouchers um, that didn't have the price on, like um, those gift receipts. You know the ones where but you then, get where you get a jumper and you think I don't like this, I'm going to take it back. But they give you a gift receipt, so you never know how much it's going to be until you take it back, and then you're like, what? It was that much. Could no, but if you got like a sort of credit card that was blank and that was the voucher, and then you went into the shop and then you could walk around the shop holding up items, and the the people who work in could, they could shout Colder. higher and lower, like in a sorrowful shake of the head. No. Yeah, it'd be like pay your cards right, <laughs> L- lower, lower, really? L- yeah. Oh, see, some of the pictures in that art shop are like four hundred quid. The woman would have just been shaking her head. She'd have got a crick in her neck by the end of my mum's visit. I, no I tell you, I, if anyone's listening. Give me a voucher, any old time. Voucher. Vouchers are like um, presents for people who really like money, just don't know what to do with it. You think? <laughs> no, I, I tell you what it is. It, it's for me. It's I will still go into a bookshop and think, oh, can I justify spending seven ninety nine on a book? Whereas if it's a voucher, it's you know, if I don't spend it, then it's it's going to go nowhere. Well, that's there's no choice. After some coaxing, she went and got herself some things that she wouldn't normally have got herself. So in a way, we won in the end. Yeah, I, 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 I'm all for it. And there is also, there's a website, isn't there, where you can, if, if anyone gets you gifts you don't like. Oh, yeah, I never liked it anyway, dot com yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Isn't that just eBay? <laughs> <laughs> it used to be, but now it's... A well, I like the idea. I've always thought if I got married, I would buy um, a second-hand wedding ring. I've always decided um, <gasps> that. I was walking down Hatton Wall once. You know the, the sort of street in London where all the gold sellers are and yes. stuff? Yes. 
and I saw a man taking a wedding ring back. Isn't it called Hatton Gardens? Hatton Gardens, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and this guy was taking a, a wedding ring back in floods of tears. <laughs> I just thought, would you want to buy that and then give it on to someone else? I'd have bought that immediately. <laughs> I'll tell you for why. Have you ever seen The World According to Garp? <laughs> and a man, is, a man is buying a house, and just as they're exchanging the deeds, an aeroplane comes, a small aircraft, lands on the house and tears the roof off. And the man selling the house says, I don't suppose you want it now. And he says, no, I, I want it more now, because what's the chances of a terrible accident like that happening to this house ever again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's how I feel about the wedding ring. <laughs> Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. Where were we? <laughs> Um, you, I think we were t <laughs> we were talking about the world according to Garp, weren't we? We've, oh yes, we've had a text in saying that uh, in in the in the world according to Garp, he says the house is pre-disastered. See, that's fabulous, isn't it? Isn't that good? He says here, I love that the texter nine two four. See, that's the thing about the listeners to a show like this. It's a case of birds of a feather flocking together. In the end, you get rid of all the uh, the chaff. Separated. Yeah, we just Gone. get... Um, what's that other stuff you get when you're throwing away the chaff? Wheat. Oh, yeah, I'd think. <laughs> Did you know that, or was that...? No, I didn't know it. I just oh. thought, uh, I don't know, I'm just playing with the whole concept of the wheat-chaff contrast. Well, I've got a game for you, if you want a game. Go on. Have you uh, have you seen that the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge have uh, have adopted a, a three month old puppy? Now hold on, which ones are they? That's uh, Kate and Wills. Kate isn't and it? Wills, yeah. yeah, they're also known, aka Kate and Wills. Uh, but they've adopted a three month old puppy, and, and they're not um, they're not revealing the name of their pet, arguing that it is a private matter. Arguing <laughs> the Daily Mail have put <laughs> like they all went in a room. Please I quite like this. The, the, uh, a, a little cocker spaniel, and, and they're saying, no. I quite like it, because in a way it's sort of... Everything else about their life is in the public domain, isn't it? If yes. you really wanted to know, you could find everything bar their PIN number, couldn't but, you? But what an odd thing to draw the line at. It is weird. The dog name. I will not have that out in the public. <laughs> well, maybe it's an embarrassing one. My, um... My first what, pet that working was... class scum? <laughs> it's called. <laughs> <laughs> My first pet was a goldfish called Wum, which I think was because I couldn't say William, or perhaps my brother couldn't say William, so okay. it became Wum, W-U-M. And even now, I feel a bit like... That's everyone, delightful. Everyone in the studio is looking at me like, yeah, that is embarrassing. No, Wum. I think that's sweet. Maybe they're, maybe they're dogs called I thought Wum you called it Wum because you used to uh, pierce its tail and then swing it round on a piece <laughs> of cotton really fast till eventually it went Wum. <laughs> Wum. Yeah, we had such a small house you couldn't swing a goldfish. Oh, <laughs> God, that's, those were hard times, weren't <laughs> they? Were, yeah, yeah. I think they should do... My um, pet name, favourite pet name of all time, um, I, I think I might mention on here before, was from the film True Grit, where John Wayne's cat is called General Sterling Price. <laughs> and I like uh, the formality of that. And there's, that's, if you want to have, like, a royal pet, I mean, you could call it Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth the Queen Mother <laughs> or Earl Mountbatten of Burma. But you could have. It'd be give nice it, to have a really formal. Give it a full handle. Well, my dog is a is a pedigree dog, and we call her Lucky. But her real name is like Witchetty Lacy Moonbeam Goddess or something. So she's got <laughs> oh. she's got a full handle because she's a. Pro I hope nobody now is going to steal her personality. That I've said it on the. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's, that's why they don't want it in case someone would be in, it, in, in a jeweller shop. If they took it for a walk and people knew what its name was, they'd oh. go like. Oi, uh, oh, Matt Batten or whatever, and then the dog would come running over and then they'd have to go... Get a lead! 
<laughs> or they could Get a steal lead. the dog. Yeah. Hey. Dog stealing is quite common, isn't it? It is, especially ce- celebrity dogs. And pedigrees as well. So, you know, they, they could be thinking, well, we don't want people to be able to call it in case they then put it in yeah, the van. Yeah, but this is the royal family. It's not like they're out there in the open. It's just they're, they're constantly <laughs> surrounded by men with curly leads coming exactly. from their ears into their jackets. That, that did make me laugh when they said it would be good for her because when, when he goes away to work, she'll have the company, I was thinking, aside from the 50 staff in the house. <laughs> she'll have a dog, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is it? It's sort of give a bone a dog instead of <laughs> give a dog a bone. She is quite thin. I think maybe it's called Rosie 47, the dog. <laughs> that would be brilliant. I always, th- I do think it's always sad that dogs don't have surnames. I love that when you give a dog a surname. I'd like to call mine Elton John or something like that. Just, I'd like I think to call Shakira mine Martin or... Henderson. Martin Henderson? <laughs> just a name. <laughs> it just seems like a good dog name. Slightly distracted because I flicked through my mind thinking... Who's Martin Henderson? No, you could call it. You could call him after the royal properties, Clarence House. It could be called. <laughs> How many dogs do you think are called Fenton or Benton? Not so Sam, many now. Sam Dringham. Sam Dringham. <laughs> B- Bill, Val Moral. Bill, Bill Moral. Moral. <laughs> Bill Moral would be a good name for a superhero, wouldn't it? A, fe- a man who puts right wrong. Maybe he could be a vicar. Just- the Reverend Bill Morrill. It oh, just yeah. gives a condescending look wherever he arrives. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, if, I'd like to know, if you've got any suggestions for what that, that dog could be called, then uh, I think that would be uh, fab. Because you see, when I was a young man, I, um, you can text us on 8 12, 15. There used to be lots of dogs called Prince. And that oh, would really? confuse things. Alsatians were always called Prince when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Um, I now, think they're, the, now they're formerly known as Prince. Yeah, that's some of the, after <laughs> that one that had that big contractual dispute with um, Bonio. And it is nice that they got a Cocker Spaniel in it rather than a King Charles Spaniel. Apparently they won't even countenance the idea of there being a King Charles in the house. Is, hey? is that right? Frank! 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 Skimmer! Frank Skimmer! Absolute Radio! Uh, yes, so um, uh, have we had any um, pet names oh, for the... Ever? What are they called? It's... The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge is their official uh, title. We, yeah, we can call them Kate and Will, so we can go ahead and form them on a Saturday morning, surely. Um, we've we've had various uh, people tell us their pet names. Buckhauser, which I think is a pun on Buckingham House, isn't it? It's a really Buck tenuous... Hauser. Yeah. Well, he's texted in, Buckhauser, Colm Frozen, good luck. <laughs> Colm? How do you spell Colm? C-O-L-M. OK. Maybe that's his name. Colm Frozen. Yeah, he could just <laughs> say that. Is he a WWE wrestler? I'm out chilly. Um, oh, well, well, maybe Colm is just his first name. I don't and he's frozen. What he's, he's done is he's capitalised the F, in case you're interested. He's endeavoured to get all the information in his dog name, his name, his state of um, temperature. Maybe he's thing. so cold Anna, Anna that he hasn't got there. the... Uh, he hasn't got the energy or the sort of capability to type. He's so slipping it's his away. last ever message. Well, He's slipping away, Colm. We should do something. We should send help. Frozen. Well, actually, we could send uh, the, the text right above it. It's from Lee, the recovery driver. Perhaps he can help him. <laughs> yeah. uh, my goldfish is called Dog. That confuses the kids. I bet it does. I bet it does, Lee. You've, you've done it. Uh, you've done it on purpose, You've got you? all this ahead of you. You can deliberately call things, like objects... You know, words that aren't, say, you would call it a, a cup, a um, termite or something like that, and just keep saying that. And so your kid will always think that a cup is a termite. Like people do with foreigners, for some sort <laughs> yeah. of joke, to make them say rude words <laughs> yeah. to people in the street. But you can do that all the time to your child. 
Yeah, it's a sort of uh, what would have been racist is now just a <laughs> playful parenting. <laughs> well, I yeah, moved from Scotland to England as a child, so I had various words that I mispronounced at school in an English accent. I had some Levi's trainer type shoe things that my Levi's mom... trainers, they yeah yeah they, God, they're branching out. They were then. It was the beginning of them branching out, and my mum called them my levies. <laughs> so I went into school and went, oh yeah, these are made by levies, these just... Oh, no. I used to you only need one remark like that in school to be tortured for the rest of your life. Well, I had that and a dead dad, so it was pretty much, that was it for me, wasn't it? Oh, there, was, there was no way out it's of that. difficult. <laughs> Sorry. Over to you, Holly. <laughs> I, uh, someone's just texted in to say they have a cat called Citizen Shoes. Oh, I'm liking like, that. I like it a lot. Like shoe? Like shoe. Shoes. No, shoes is in yeah, levies. Presumably that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shoes are in levies. Citizen shoes, yeah. It's, uh... Uh, there, isn't, there isn't an index of... You know, you often see in the paper, like, popular Christian names of the... Uh, they probably don't call them that anymore. Popular first names um, in England and all stuff like that. You never see popular pet names, do you? No. We used to name all ours after um, jazz singers. All our dogs were named after jazz singers, just irrespective of the sex, by the way. Yeah. So we had Dizzy Gillespie, who was a woman, and Nella Fitzgerald. We just had a whole load of them. <coughs> they get replaced. We'd give it another jazz name. Yeah, well, a lot of them are on drugs, so they don't live so, they don't live so long. <laughs> what, and, the dogs? Uh, yeah, well, I suppose once they get into the whole jazz lifestyle. The dogs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you used to whistle them in like, long, elaborate, yeah. rambling just whistling? Free, yeah, freestyle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the dogs there in a beret and shades. Smoking galois. Ah, <laughs> uh, if only life was that simple. Absolute Radio, Frank Skinner. People have been getting in touch, not so much suggesting names for the royal dog, but telling us their pet names, which is nice, isn't it? <laughs> um, I think people are often quite proud of their pet names because they've sort of invented them rather than just dragged them from a general pool. Yeah, so The way you do with child names. Someone's saying, my cat is called Watt, W-O-T. Watt. That's, that sounds at the beginning of an Abbott Ab and Costello routine. Yeah, Who's yeah. on first base? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My cat is called what? What? Yeah. <laughs> I have a cat called Mouse, so maybe their dog is called Cats from... <laughs> oh, no, it is getting... No, it's getting... It's slightly existential now, isn't it? It's just sort of deliberately. animal cruelty, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they know, do they? Don't they just respond to tone? Um, yeah. If, you, yeah. if you've got a dog called that Tone. Is, that is the theory. That it, is just tone. It, it was Tony originally, but I've, we've shortened it over the years. <laughs> Who needs two syllables for a. We, no. got, an, we got an email in from uh, a man called Josh from Australia. So there you go. Far, far reaching listeners. Mm. And uh, he says um, last week we were talking about your gold tooth. Were we not? Were we? Yeah. I think we briefly covered it either on the radio show or the podcast. And um, they, all, they all blur into Apparently, <laughs> uh, the reason why pirates had gold earrings was so that if they were to die, they would be able to pay for their funerals. If they die at sea, presumably. Well, I'm sure if they died not at sea. Just if they generally. died at sea, there wouldn't be much of a funeral. So it would pay for their funeral, I see. But it's I'd like a combination of those two much-loved daytime TV yeah. adverts. Michael Parkinson telling you that you can have a free pen and have money f to pay for your funeral and cash for gold, <laughs> <laughs> all mixed into one. And, of course, the Admiral Insurance one, which gives it the nautical flavour. 
It's basically one big daytime TV ad break. We'll yeah, but I, I love one. it. It's a good, uh, it's it interesting is, fact. He's also given us another interesting fact, because uh, we were wondering why we have wisdom teeth. I think that was on the podcast, and whether or not they affected your wisdom. Yeah. And he's put also, the reason for wisdom teeth is that they grow in older age to replace the teeth that would have fallen out in times before dental hygiene. I see. Is, is that why um, people get ear and nose hair to replace the hair on their heads? That's gone. Yeah, yeah you don't. do that comb over. It's, <laughs> quite, it's quite an elaborate comb over. Straight from the ear. <laughs> I've never, I've never seen that done. How old is it that you have to start the sort of like maintenance of ear and nose? I'll hair? tell you off air. I mean, people are eating. Let's put it that I always thought that pirates had those earrings so that on very, very packed ships. They could be um, let out on lilos and individually moored. <laughs> then you just run the rope through the earring. Oh, it's like for wrong. the parrot to sit. Yeah, but you need a really big one then, don't you? Or a tiny parrot. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, there probably are um, pygmy parrots somewhere out in the. Um... <laughs> we'll look that up, shall we? Look that yeah, up. We'll find out. Um, anyway. Absolute Radio. With Frank Skinner. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Alan Cochran. I'm with Holly Walsh. And you can text us on 81215. Oh, well, that's all the domestic stuff done. Now we can relax. Oh, I've got, uh, I've got domestics. I, uh, I'm 37 next week. Huh? 37 years of age. Lovely. And I'm not sure I'm learning from experience. <laughs> I've quite seriously burned my mouth this week. Whilst cooking chilli con carne. You know when you're cooking something you sort of taste as you go along? And I never learn to take my time and <laughs> properly blow it and let it cool down. Oh, and then that thing, yeah. I never do that. I just go, oh, this is good. And I just bash it in while it's boiling. And then I realise, you know, over the process of making a chilli con it takes quite a while. It's quite nice and satisfying. But I end up with a burnt inner mouth. I hate that. The burnt tongue. That's one of those... There are a few, aren't there? There's the, the burnt tongue, the paper cut. Oh, yeah, they sting. Some of the unsung heroes of pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have, you, what? Had the quiet have you had a spot in, in your nose? Or? Oh, yeah. yeah that's that is just... a bad one. Yeah, yeah. And that's... That, <laughs> anything around the nose area, tears are inevitable, aren't they? You, you go mm. after a spot inside your nose, you're going to cry your eyes out. <laughs> yeah. What about... Are you familiar with the stepmother's blessing? No. No. It's it's the um, it's what my maybe my uh, girlfriend has invented this, but you know you know at the side of your nails you ah. occasionally get a bit of nail, oh, yeah, a bit yeah. of uh, skin that catches on absolutely everything. Yeah, and you bite it off. It's called um, she, so she tells me it's traditionally known as a stepmother's blessing. No, why? I think because a stepmother's bless. It's ironic. It's one of the few ironic old adages in that um, a stepmother's blessing is. Um, is a bit of a curse, you know what I mean? The idea that stepmothers don't like their stepchildren. Mm. Oh. But they are. See, I always bite it off, but you can never bite enough off to stop it catching. No, I find them... The more you do, the more you need to do it. By the end of it, you've gnawed off two-thirds of your finger. Yeah. <laughs> I would rather do that than have a stepmother's blessing thing just catching on everything. Is that a medical fact, though, that you've gnawed off half of your finger by the time you get it right? You can go for a plaster, but if somebody says, oh, what you've done, and you say, I've got this tiny bit of... then uh, you become a yeah. laughing stock. Yeah, I remember once telling John Bishop that I had a stiff leg from driving, <laughs> and he just looked at me like, what kind of man are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a bit more male than your average comic. <laughs> quite macho compared to me, certainly. I've got loads of things that I should have known better 
than to do. Like, I, I should have learned. Like, like there's a... Are you about to include this show? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's a um, light switch in my kitchen that I always assume is in another place, that I, in the dark, I, I go to hit it and then realise it's on oh, the other yeah. side. But every time I do karaoke, I always, I always forget and I always choose to do Man in the Mirror because I think this is going to be great. Michael Jackson, everyone's going to love this. I always forget the key change. Oh. And then it goes on and on and on, and then you get to the key change. It's the never, worst karaoke song you could possibly do. Never and I always choose change. it and, ne- and never remember. I saw an American musician once, and he had a, a moment like that in the song, and he, t- he looked at the audience and said... <laughs> All gather round for the key change. <laughs> it he, made it, he made it a moment. I like that. I tell you what, I, what I've never learnt from. I, I really find it hard to throw away a biro if it looks like it's got ink in it, even though I can't get it to write. I do that thing, you know, when you, you go and you write in circles, in really violent circles, uh-huh. to try and get the ink Head out of it. Good. Yeah, try and bully the ink out of yeah. it. But if I can see ink inside it, I, I just can't throw it away. Really. So it, it it hangs around, and I keep picking it up, thinking I'll use this biro, and then I, I have to do the big squirrels again. Sometimes I'll tear through the paper, that's how, how violent it is. I get emotional attachments to pens and plastic bags, especially pens. You know, you get a pen and you really like using it, and you keep using it, and then either it rarely it dies, more often than not you lose it, and I mm. always get a bit sad about it. Oh, God, yeah. Use but then again, one of the worst things in life is those pens that keep, sort of blanking out <laughs> so you're writing and you come to write a letter and it just it doesn't write at all and then you go away and scribble with it and it's good again you go back and it won't write do you know that thing the worst things in life that's, that's like one a, of the worst things it's in like life. a bad relationship try, try saying levies in a school when your dad's dead try that well we're not even <laughs> we, we haven't even covered uh, the third world but it's, it's one of the worst things in my life yes i'll what tell you what i did oh, the talking about the, the Hansung heroes of pain I used toothpaste straight out the fridge the other night. What? What? And that was, that, ah, oh, that was anguish. Why was it in the fridge? What do you think? So it didn't go off. <laughs> was, your, <laughs> was your tomato puree on the edge of the uh, sink? <laughs> on the edge of the sink, <laughs> yeah. in a very hot flat. <laughs> I'm working on getting my gums nice and red <laughs> to make my teeth look uh, whiter. Just like the Gordon Moore's toothpaste of yesteryear, there was exactly that. Bright red toothpaste, make your gums look red. And your teeth, as we used to say in our family, look less yellow. (laughs) (laughs) Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. 106 has just texted in. I thought a pirate radio station had hijacked your show. Thank goodness it was just the fall. Good work, team. (laughs) (laughs) Marvellous. I'll tell you another habit that I've got that I still don't... I honestly thought this would have stopped by now. I would say perhaps three times a month I get in the bath and realise there isn't a towel in the bathroom. I think since then there isn't any water in it. <laughs> that is cold. It's early onset dementia. And I just cry. <laughs> That's the coldest I've ever been, is to get in a bath with, with no water in it. Oh, <laughs> man, you can't get any colder than that. What? Why would you do that? That's personal. Oh, okay. <laughs> it wasn't on my but, own. But that's an annoying moment, isn't it, when you realise, oh, I'm in now, and there's not a towel in this room. Oh, and you have it's to... It's And You know, when you're normally so careful about not walking around the bathroom with soaking wet feet, you try and dry them uh-huh. off. Or, or do you do that thing when you put your feet on the... Uh, on the... Whatever that thing is called. What's the thing on the floor that you stand on when you get out of the bath? Bath mat. 
Okay. You put your feet on the bath mat and <laughs> the then mat you wiggle. The you wiggle so the bath mat goes with you across the uh, oh, bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can yeah. Do that. But if I forget something, I just think, oh, no, it's, it's gone wrong now. I might as well just get the floor. You might as well not get yeah. a carpet and just do that everywhere. <laughs> You just wiggle uh, about on a bath yeah, mat. Yeah, as soon as you get in through the door, well, might as well not get any and... shoes or socks. Yeah. Just move around the world like that. Well, I just hadn't popped... thought of that. Of course, I could have saved myself a fortune. <laughs> I've popped my bath mat on top of a skateboard and trimmed around it, so I, I just travel everywhere on a sort of a, a waterproof. And upholstered plinth. skateboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just like it's the idea of the music playing at night and me coming out on stage <laughs> on a bath mat, and the audience have to wait while I wiggle my feet from side to side. But that stage will be spotlessly clean by the end of it, so I'm all right with it. I was watching badminton the other day, like professional high-level badminton. Oh, I thought you meant the town. <laughs> is there a town? There's a town called badminton, isn't there? Oh, there's an event. like Well, a... town, event. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, what's the difference? <laughs> and um, in between... It's at West Bromwich. It's a town. It's also an event in my eyes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> in between every shot, a man comes out and mops the whole of the... Um, the, the pitch. Oh, they bring on a load of cool. paper towels or something, do they? No, no, they what? come up with a big mop and they just mop on it actual mop. On badminton? Yeah, it's like... Oh, you don't want a wet floor on badminton, surely. Oh, you could sprain an ankle. They really are fastidious about their cleaning. I mean, and, and in between every, like, game, someone comes and sort of hoovers it. And... I think they have to be careful. It's like hospitals with the MRSA. I think badminton was hit by avian flu. <laughs> because of the, the feathers the on feathers. the shuttlecock. Really? Yeah, it's quite quite a danger. I was in a hotel gym recently and there was another guy who was uh, fastidiously wiping down the um, dumbbells after he'd used them. And I was looking and thinking, they're made of steel, mate, don't worry about no, it. No, but he's obviously sweated all over them. From his hands? He's yes. got sweaty palms. Sweaty that's, palms that's is quite common. common. Thing. You're obviously not a churchgoer. <laughs> <laughs> the bit in church when you have to shake hands, I always think, oh, God, here comes the clamminess. Everyone does, though. Everyone sits there and goes, no. When I know when the handshake the is coming in mass, I, st I start vigorously drying my right hand on my clothing. <laughs> but, like no one else, <laughs> but no one else bothers. They're, they're happily hand over a clammy hand. Oh, well, I like to put on a white gone. glove, just a single white glove. That's what the Queen does, of course. That's how she avoids clamminess. Is that true? Yeah, that's why the Queen wears gloves, so she doesn't catch anything. I off, thought she uh... just was a really good Michael Jackson impersonator. <laughs> well, she's not bad. She's, she's not always, a bad one. She's, she's always not... stuck in a glass box. It's Badminton's a... a small village in South Gloss. Thank you very much. Made yeah. 2 4. Thank you. Thank you very much. Congratulations. I am pleased about it. Let's go. Let's do the show from there next time. Okay, yeah. Who needs to go to the Edinburgh Festival? We can go to badminton. <laughs> I'm happy. I bet is that, so, do we think that's where badminton was invented in that? Weirdly, a weird coincidence. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe the local town's well, folk was attacked a dog. They attacked a dove in the I street one night was... with sticks. <laughs> and thus badminton was born. Maybe. Yeah. I think badminton was started in India. Really? Yep. Well, why would it be called badminton, though? Yes, Is exactly. there a town called Badminton in India? I'm going to write a character who has Badminton on one shoulder, giving him evil advice, and Goodminton on the <laughs> other. Two small English villages. And, uh, well, that's the start. I haven't, I haven't come up with any plot lines yeah, well, yet. I need to work the character. Someone just the texted in to say their dog is called Minton, and he eats shuttlecocks. Badminton. Indeed. <laughs> Tim Vinejoke. Is that a Tim Vinejoke? Always the problem with people texting in jokes. 
Eight, 85% of them are always either Milton Jones or Tim Vine <laughs> it, might, it might be Tim Vine who texted in, have you thought about that? It's Ian, Ian in Chelmsford. Chelmsford. Yeah, that's what he calls himself. It's, <laughs> if, if we look it's at it closely, you'll see it's a pun. But I, can't, I haven't worked it out yet. <laughs> Frank, Frank, Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. I read a really good story. I saw it on Facebook first of all, and oh. then it became like oh, a. This is the modern. It life. became like a. Um, sounds valuable. Proper Facebook. story in the newspapers, so I felt very pleased that I was one of the early ones to see it. Oh. <laughs> it's, Social media. It was the sweetest thing. It's about a letter that was written in to Sainsbury's from like a little. How old was the kid? Like a three-year-old or three. something. Is this the little kid with the bread? Yeah, oh, it's, it's Tiger so Bread, isn't sweet. it? So sweet and written in to say that I think Tiger Bread should be renamed giraffe bread. Tiger bread being sort of like a loaf of bread which has sort of stri- strips all over it. Yeah, I know tiger bread. And uh, she... Yeah. yeah. You go for the tiger bread, do you? I don't, I don't often eat it, but I've seen it. Oh, well... Yeah. Never bought it. You, you I've <laughs> never bought it. I've seen it. I'm aware of what tiger bread looks like, and I think she's right. It doesn't look that tigerish. So they called, she said it should be called giraffe bread. Oh. And they wrote in... They I know what she means. Her. It's got that sort of crazy paving look that you get on a giraffe. Mm-hmm. I think it should be called Impetigo bread. That's what it looks like. <laughs> but of course, no one's going to buy it if it's called Impetigo. It, it really does look like Impetigo. What is Impetigo? Impetigo is, is a skin disease. <laughs> and that tends to come in those little patches. But it's got the same roughness that Impetigo has Why got. I just call it Impetigo bread. <laughs> Impetigo bread. Now, you see what we've done? We've, we've come to a compromise. <laughs> and that's how things should be dealt. That's why. See, the child, they only see in black and white at that age. It's got to be It's got to be named after an animal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's gone. I'm all for the idea that the bread should look like what it's called. Take, for example, nan bread. <laughs> that has that same sort of clammy whiteness and the brown patches that most people's nans have. I think that's a good <laughs> idea. But. Um, to tiger to giraffe, you don't have, it doesn't have to be another. It doesn't have to be one of the big five. My wife gets angry about nan bread because apparently in Indian nan means bread, so it's basically like saying bread bread. Oh. In the same way that people that are interested in koi carp the fish get angry because apparently koi means carp. Oh, so really? You're saying koi koi. I once saw on on a carp, pub carp. Uh, on a pub blackboard it said uh, vegetarian chili con carne. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, what's it called? Con carne means with meat, obviously, yeah. <laughs> Don't bring up chili con carne around this yeah, guy. Even now, my still... mouth's sore. Oh, so there's the 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 with end. the burnt tongue. So you call it the burnt mouth, I call it the burnt tongue. Because for me, it's, it's an attack on the taste buds. You can't, you, you can't enjoy anything once you've burnt your tongue. If, if I burn my tongue early on in a meal, I'll just give up on the whole meal and just take the thing intravenously. Because you're not going <laughs> to taste anything. <laughs> One of the worst culprits is. I always uh, keep a blender and a hypodermic on the draining board. <laughs> a hot tomato on a pizza, in it. That's, 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 a, a, that's a hidden... Burn the roof of the mouth. Very dangerous. Is that right? I've Common really, hazard. I've never really noticed that, but I, uh, I take the edge off it with anchovies. <laughs> I don't think that they'd necessarily take away heat. Well, they, they don't get as hot as a tomato and anchovy. I don't yeah, know what it is. It's still within a molten capsule of meat, um, tomato and cheese. Well, look, I can only speak from experience. <laughs> I mean, don't beat me up about this. Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner. We were talking about the names for things, and I was saying koi carp means carp carp. Uh, yeah. Somebody has texted in saying the D in D day stands for day, so you are in effect saying day day. Mm, I'm not sure weird. if it's true, Benny, but I like, no, I like I, the fact I, you've I, popped it in. Yeah. It's, it's like that show, surprise, surprise. 
You've already said surprise once. <laughs> You're if right. If they don't, then there's a danger of just calling a whole program surprise. I think that. I think the second one is to calm you after the initial shock. <laughs> surprise! <think> surprise! <laughs> just an echo. Oh yeah, somebody's texted in pin number, personal identification number, number. That's, yeah. Oh, this is a whole on mind seam of foolishness of, of repetition. Yeah. Berry, berry, the uh, <laughs> tropical illness. <laughs> berry, okay, like, get over it. Can they sell that in Nando's? Berry, berry, berry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I think like there is berry, berry sauce. I don't know. I've only ever been to Nando's <laughs> once. I go with yeah, my giraffe right, bread. You've I have been once. I hate no, it. No, yes, yes. Why? I'm saying as, as if I've been with. I hate it. It was, you and mean, I love chicken in all its manifestations. Alan's looking at me like, don't mention Nando's. No, no. It's <laughs> just, Why did you have to bring up the whole Nando's? We've thing? talked about the card before. You know, celebrities try to get the black. Card. I had, a, I had the black card for three weeks. No three way. Did you? Yeah, and I, and my social life went through the window. And then I asked Through them, the Nando's window. <laughs> yeah. I, and then I wrote to them and say how much I loved it, and they, they didn't renew it. So why did they give you it for three weeks? Months, three months. Three months, but yeah. why? For what? Just for a treat. They just, I don't know, I got... I got yeah, but then you need a voucher for new jeans. Yeah. Because you if you're in Nando's every day... <laughs> it's one of the healthiest food places. OK, look, I've nothing against that. I just don't like the idea of celebrities begging for free stuff. Yeah, don't we get enough no. money to buy our own things? True enough. True enough. Where's... <laughs> says the man checking his watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was a gift from from people I work with. That was an act of love. I went on stage last night. Bear in mind, this is a 900-seater, and somebody shouted out from the white... I didn't even hear what they said, but I found out after. From about row... T, somebody shouted out, Oh, new watch! <laughs> Delightful! <laughs> what are you watching it with? Field glasses? Elizabeth Duke was in the back row. <laughs> Who is Elizabeth Duke? The Argos jeweller. The Argos jeweller. Oh, okay. I, didn't, I, I wouldn't have known that. Oh, you've I, love, I love learning stuff. <laughs> I now I know that. the name of the Argos jeweller. Uh, someone has said the D and D day stands for disembarkation. Oh, well, that, now we have a dispute. Yeah, so 756 is going to take on. I've always assumed it um, it stood for damp. Damp day? Yeah, because it was the day that it was like the, the landing, the sea landing thing. Or like disembarkation? No, just damp. <laughs> <laughs> the day the soldiers get a bit damp. Oh, look, enough of this. Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. What else? Did you uh, hear that apparently just before their recent announced separation, Heidi Klum and Seal, you know, they were a couple... Oh, God, yeah. Well, we all know that, don't we? They were a very high-profile couple. They were lovely, yeah. Seemed to have everything. (laughs) (laughs) You all right? What's happened to you? It often goes goes that way, doesn't it? This is not the Frank Skinner I know. You know, from the outside, you think, God, they just look perfect together. Yeah. And you never know know, what's, what's going on. Well, uh, she apparently, uh, in an interview that's just been released... Heidi Glom, I call her now. Exactly. <laughs> You've hit the nail right on the head, as mm-hmm. my mum would say there. Uh, my mum, Jimmy Cranky. Yeah. <laughs> she usually hit the, hit the thumb, didn't she, when she went to Often, hit the nail, just that, for comic effect. That was my mum, she's all about the laugh. Um, Do you remember that two Ronnie's joke about the Queen? Uh, he said the Queen, uh, at the... Um, it was like the Ideal Homes exhibition. Went on a short, informal walkabout when she hit her thumb with an hammer. 
Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Funnier than Morecambe and Wise. I always thought controversial. I know. Carry on. No, two Ronnies are great. I love two Ronnies. Anyway, uh, Heidi Klum's uh, interview has been released, and she's talking about how much she's looking forward to renewing her wedding, uh, wedding vows again. Wedding vows. Yeah. <laughs> T- gone a bit she's German. German yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> renewing my wedding vows. <laughs> and yeah, she was gushing away about him, and then oh, it's come out. See, that's uh, bad luck, isn't it? Yeah, awful. Didn't they, the uh, they could have not printed it? Can I point that? Didn't out? Katy Perry and Russell Brand do a similar? You know, not saying that they were couldn't be more happy, and then um, well, it's partly the problem of interviews that come out afterwards. There was also a, uh, uh, I think after the Tiger Woods thing came out, there was a front cover of a magazine with the uh, Tiger Woods uh, and Obama, and it was like the. Ten lessons I would give to Barack Obama by Tiger Woods, oh. and it came out a month after. I think he should be called Giraffe Woods, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a letter from a three-year-old saying that he certainly put his head above the parapet. I don't think anyone can. Uh, <laughs> or was it the parrot pit that he put his head above? <laughs> this is the zoo thing he did. Yeah, he put his head above the parrot pit. I suspect poor old Heidi Klum is going to now get some terrible drugs problem and end up, end up oh, working in the sex awful. industry. <laughs> you suspect. Yeah, that's it. Drugs problem, sex industry. Then she'll write a book called Heidi High, Heidi Ho. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a construction that was. Yeah, well done. I mentioned this to, to the producer and she was saying that uh, the phrase is putting your mouth on it. That's the phrase. Once you say putting your mouth on it, put, once you've put your mouth on it, and that's like you've tempted fate. Oh. And, and now, why don't you just say tempted fate? I don't know. Because putting your mouth on it sounds a bit more street, doesn't it? She's very street, the producer. Very street. Word up. Yeah. Uh, whereas our last producer was more Coronation Street. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Emma, if you're listening. Uh, uh, and she our will. regular producer listen. Emma has gone off to have babies and things. The trouble is, what is the alternative to that? You have to be optimistic about your relationship. I find generally that women don't like it when I begin sentences, you know, discussing plans, if we're still together. Yes. They don't like that. So you have to be optimistic. I frequently have morbid fantasies about my divorce, my wife. (laughs) (laughs) And and other couples look at us when I'm going, yeah, I mean, when... When I disgrace us and you divorce me and she's just looking like, oh, he does this all the time. But it's partly my uh, my natural tendency is towards um, fatalism. Mm. Like, of course it will go wrong. And within that, there's a weird upbeat thing of, if I imagine the worst, then it's all uphill from there, isn't it? But if you consider this godless society we live in nowadays, <laughs> I can't believe that people say to me, oh, don't say that, you know, oh, no, that's going to make bad luck. So people still believe in some sort of supernatural doodah. Yeah. Or maybe it's just that perhaps in, in your world uh, you're so used to fire and brimstone that you imagine all that stuff all the time. And then in the secular society, they're like, oh, we don't do that, we're not used to this. But maybe it's that. I, I don't think Heidi Klum talking about their lovely relationship has brought the whole thing down. No. I no, think... they obviously had cracks in the uh, relationship previous to that. Mm-hmm. Well, they renewed their vows every year. I can't help but think that that in itself would put a strain on. They must have just been bored. They should just have a year annual appraisal, like you do in sort of... Um, just sit down you know, when you renew, the, renew someone's contract and you just sort of go through the good reasons, the good things they've done, the bad things they've done. Yeah. It'd be much better to have a sort of parents' evening about your about your relationship than it would renewing your vows. Just have a powwow. I think that's a good idea. I think... I'm, I'm thinking once a week. A powwow. <laughs> 
when you get together and, uh, and, and just talk about whether it's worth carrying on. That usually happens to me every time I drink white wine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <really>? <laughs> <laughs> it's t- time for the discussion. Yeah, the talk. <laughs> but it is, it's superstition, the worry you're going to say something and that's gonna, you're going to put your mouth on it. And then it's going to fall apart. If you like it, then you better put your mouth on it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that would have been played on Radio 1. That's probably another 50 pence out of the show budget. (laughs) I heard a great superstition the other day I never heard before. Hold your breath when you're passing a cemetery or you'll inhale the spirits of the dead. (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) That is is a biggie. The idea that their paws are in the air, like that PRE. Sounds like a... No, don't worry. I just, it sounds I, like someone let off rather than a cemetery. Yeah. It's disgusting. Well, I can't believe you said that. A lot breakfast of superstitions radio. do start like that, don't they? There's a common sense approach. It could have just been that they were a bit smelly. Yeah. But it's like um, smashing a mirror gives you seven years bad luck. That is a design fault. I mean, if you thought they'd have bought out mirrors since then that don't have that design fault. Well, they don't break. No, well, they don't give you seven years bad luck. The, you know, like the new Mirror 3GS or I think something you, you can get doesn't them. have that problem. Yeah, you can get the non-curse mirrors, I've <laughs> yeah. seen them. Mirrors were the first product with a natural inbuilt obsolescence. That's, that's basically what that is, isn't it? But, How do you mean? You know, like, we've got iPods now that break after... Not iPods, other... Other gadgets are available. MP3 players. We were talking about inbuilt obsolescence the other day, weren't we? Was it? Yeah, oh, we God. were about the toaster. I never stopped talking the about toaster. it. <laughs> it was my birthday, so I started talking about inbuilt obsolescence. <laughs> I like the way you never put an H in birthday. There it, it, what do I say then? Birthday. Do I? Yeah. Birthday. <laughs> yeah. Do I? <laughs> Happy birthday. You're a big fan of Sesame Street, is it? <laughs> You've completely made that up. I it's can't my birthday. It. It's. <laughs> I once, uh, I once did the Glee Club in Birmingham with uh, Mickey Flanagan and, and the all, whole audience kept laughing because he can't say Birmingham. He kept going, it's nice to be here in Birmingham. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he just kept doing it, not realising why people love Birmingham. Yeah, I tried that at the Glee Club in Birmingham. We've got nothing. <laughs> can't work it out. Have you, are you familiar with the... Um, when My mum always used to tell... And I can't quite remember this, but I bet our listeners can. That if you had a... a an ornament, an elephant ornament in the house, right? Or a, or a painting of an elephant or something like that in the house. People, when I was a kid, houses were crammed with ornaments of all kinds. There was, uh-huh. no, there was no spare space. You just put ornaments on it. And it was one or the other. If an elephant's trunk was raised, it was bad luck or good luck. I can't remember which one. You had to have them either with their trunks down, if you'll pardon the expression, <laughs> or trunks up. One was unlucky and one wasn't. But if it's an ornament, it's, it's stuck like that. Yeah. I know. So you just didn't have an... If, when you were <laughs> buying your ornament, you thought, well, I can't have that with a raised trunk, well, that's then, bad luck. why would they ever sell one with a raised trunk? Because not everyone knew. Early so the fools, fools were buying very <laughs> dangerous bric-a-brac, <laughs> elephant-based bric-a-brac. Uh, yeah. That would be a, a present you could give to your worst enemy. Yeah, it would, yeah. Oh, I love this elephant with <laughs> yeah, his trunk. We had trunk. a big argument at work. <laughs> I spent the whole afternoon looking for a raised trunk <laughs> elephant uh, model. It was, and that's maybe what happened to Heidi Klum. Seal gave her a present with an elephant with its trunk up and she thought, this, is some- this means something. Or a seal. What about that? Doesn't, seals don't have trunks. Well, they do at our baths. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Uh, it's uh, 
It's a Presbyterian swimming bath. Not nude bathing, yeah. even for seals. Not, not even for, <laughs> for marine creatures. Oh, it's strict. <laughs> Look, we can't go on like this. It's getting out of hand. Uh, not the Weekend podcast is available to download from Wednesday. That's a completely different show uh, made especially for you. Next is Mark Crossley. And um, once again, our, our time has come. And look, if the if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Ta-ra a bit. Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner.